Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Big news today for Duquesne University out of their School of Pharmacy, a childhood cancer drug that was created at Duquesne has received a pretty rare designation. This is a rare pediatric disease designation for a drug that targets this difficult-to-treat brain tumor found in children. And joining us right now is one of the professors at Duquesne University, and we are delighted to have him joining us here. Dr. Eileen Ganji, a Ph.D. in uh uh, at Duquesne is joining us to talk about this. Dr. Ganji, when you think about this designation, to get this from the United States FDA, what does it say about the work that's being done at Duquesne? Well, it says that we're doing stuff that's really important, particularly in the childhood disease area and in particular malignant cancer. This highly aggressive brain tumor is typically found in children five to nine years old. Many times these young people die within two years of receiving it. Why is it that this is still something that there is no cure for? And, and what is it about the current treatments that are really not particularly effective for kids? Well, the problem with this particular uh, brain tumor called diffused intrinsic pontine is that it sits at the brain stem. And in that position, it is impossible to do any surgery because that would affect the entire uh, function of the brain and, and the child would be unable to function. So you can't do surgery to remove the tumor. The other problem is you can use radiation, but radiation is only slightly effective for a short period of time and there's no long-term uh, designation for it. So the only way to actually get to that tumor is by some form of chemotherapy that the patient gets. And that chemotherapy right now is non-existent for this particular brain tumor. So I think that's one of the problems with, with the treatment of this devastating disease. One of the cancer treatments that has at least been tried for this requires three or four compounds, I understand. But the issue is they don't work at the same speed and they've got multiple, sometimes nasty side effects. What you're doing is putting together a single drug that basically takes a couple different phases or a couple of different stages to weaken that cancer first and then ultimately to knock it out. How is yours different? How does it react differently than the three or four compounds that have been used? Uh, in symphony before? So one of the problems with uh, drugs is that when you use them in, in combination, two or three or four, 
they get to the site of the tumor at different times usually because they have different transports through the body and they don't act in concert at that particular tumor. So that's one of the problems. The second problem is each drug has its own toxicity and you have to worry about these different toxicities of each individual drug. In our case, we've combined uh, multi-targeted what we call inhibitors in a single drug. So you don't have to worry about them acting simultaneously because you're only talking about one drug getting to that point. And the mechanism of action, that is how the drug works, involves multiple things. So the cancer has a very hard time trying to defend against these multiple attacks. Plus, we use a particular part of the drug that kills the cancer cell, but will not touch normal cells simply because it kills cancer cells that are already on its knees from the previous or the other aspects of the drug. So the toxicity to normal cells is almost non-existent. Dr. Ganji is joining us here. Dr. Aleem Ganji from Duquesne University is talking about this rare pediatric disease designation from the U.S. FDA. Doctor, what does this designation do? What does it do as far as clearing the way? Does it mean additional trials are possible now? Does it mean additional funding? What does it do? All of those. It actually will allow us to get uh, additional funding, will allow us to get into the clinic faster. And the most important part is that the FDA will approve these drugs for clinical trials and subsequently, hopefully, for use at a much faster and rapid speed than uh, normally it would take for a cancer drug in pediatric patients. Help us to understand how a laboratory or you as a scientist decides what to study, meaning how did you decide that DIPG was something that you wanted to look into in your lab? Well, the most important part there is that people, uh, little kids are suffering. And more importantly, the parents and the grandparents, and I'm a parent as well as a grandparent, and I understand what it would be to have to lose a child. And so that, that is what really drives us. And the purpose is to return a child to a parent and to a grandparent. And my gosh, if you can do that, you know, that that in itself is a reward in everything. So, uh, yeah, we, we actually found the drug that passes through into the brain. Most drugs don't pass from the body into the brain. So this drug, when taken orally, passes from the circulation into the brain in reasonably large amounts. And that was the clincher, that if you can get something going inside the brain, this could definitely attack that uh, DIPG tumor that's in there. One of the other things that I think is unique, in addition to the fact that you've got this designation, is the fact that you may have undergrads working along with grad students on this particular problem on this particular research. And I don't want to say that's unheard of, but it's pretty rare that undergraduates would have that type of an opportunity. Is that something that is built in as part of the curriculum at Duquesne? Is that something that you do as a researcher? Where does that idea come from? That's absolutely true. We at Duquesne University encourage undergraduate students to participate in cutting-edge research. 
And that's absolutely important for them to go on to future careers in the area of drug discovery and in treatment and medicine in general. And I think uh, if you can spark these kids and their enthusiasm, something that is uh, so important to us, uh, I think that helps uh, tremendously in motivating them towards the careers that would be involved in discovering new drugs. Before so that's I, the purpose. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Before I let you go, Dr. Ganji, what is next in this regard? I mean, is the next step additional clinical trials? Is that is that the next assumption? Yeah. Now, when you say additional, we haven't yet gone into the clinic, so, so we haven't the gone into then. human beings okay. yet. Okay, yeah. got it. So that's the main, main aim is to get into human trials uh, to make sure that the, that the compounds that we've seen are 100% curable in animals would also function similarly without toxicity in human beings. And we are looking at uh, several very large uh, institutions where DIPG children do come, and it's very important that we go into this clinical trial. So this particular designation will help us speed that situation. How many children are dealing with DIPG? I mean, it's it's quite rare, is it not? It's quite rare. Uh, only about 300 are diagnosed in the United States uh, per year, approximately. And uh, unfortunately, when you talk to a physician or an oncologist that deals with this, he or she says that when some child walks into my office with this designation, I know that that child may pass away in the next year or two. Yeah. Yes. And that is really sad. So I think is helping us to hurry this up so that we can get some phase one clinical trials done and then into phase two. And hopefully, if it's successful, you know, we can get it uh, on the pharmacist shelf in the hospital and get it to be used. And of all things, it's an orally active drug. We are making uh, dosage forms in pediatric forms for this to happen. Flag 003, the name of it, Dr. Aileen Ganji, the Ph.D. at Duquesne University, who is uh, working in the School of Pharmacy there. Thank you very much for taking the time to explain to us why this is significant, and congratulations on the fact that this designation has come down for Duquesne. Thank you very much for having me. This is truly uh, very, very nice of you. No, it's, a, it's an important, important step forward for the folks at Duquesne for this particular drug that has had 100% success rate in animals and now will be moving on to the clinical phases on, uh, in human trials too. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.